I did once have a situation where, you know, we were negotiating on a uh, new construction. And uh, as far as the price was concerned, you know, I was able to get them to the price that they wanted, but they wanted a refrigerator. So you're gonna drop a deal for $10,000. Like, are you kidding me? And she was like, absolutely. So I went online and I found that damn refrigerator. And I was like, I got you. I bought the refrigerator. Wow, that's you know? next level right there. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, Real Estate Happenings with Nan and Company Properties ready what's up guys welcome to our 10th episode of the real estate happenings we're glad you could join us it's me Yvonne and Adeli here ready to take on this week's topic on how to perfect your pitch whether it be trying to get a listing or seeking to gain a client it's important to be prepared be confident and educated so Adeli how do you prepare for a presentation so usually I will do like a little search of the entire area where the house is just to kind of get an idea of what's selling, what's not selling. Um, I'll look at all of the schools in the area, the school district in the area. Um, and then I'll put something really nice together in, in a paper format to kind of have something tangible so that they can physically look at it. Have you ever, do you have any kids? I guess I don't even I don't know. have any kids. So isn't it awkward? Because I, I, you know, this is one of like my biggest flaws is when people ask me, hey, how are the schools? Well, first of all, if I'm from the area, obviously it's easy for me to talk about them. But if I'm not, because I don't have children, I'm like, I always get stuck. Like, does that ever happen to you? Yeah, it has happened to me. So uh, when I first got my license, it would happen to me a lot in Edo, just because Edo, you know, is one of those areas that's like growing but a lot of parts of it are still not the greatest so okay. the schools are either really sketchy or really great yeah. so what I started doing is I would either phone somebody that lived in the area or I would just look up reviews yeah no joke reviews are great yeah and then everything that's happening with these crazy kids you know it's like I, I know recently I was doing an open house and someone was like oh yeah I heard the principal was horrible and he didn't even know my kid's name and I was like, well, I don't remember my principal knowing my name. I didn't know it was yeah, that order. But <clears throat> I guess that's one of like the big things that people look at now. And um, it is hard. So I think maybe if you're, if we're, I guess maybe um, farming a certain area, maybe we want to get into some of the schools or something, get involved with <clears throat> the PTA. Because I think that'll help us, don't you think? Like yeah. if we know the teachers and the principals in the area. That would definitely help us out for sure. That's a really good idea <clears throat> for sure. So um, the next thing is, is, so obviously not every client is the same or looking for the same things. How do you prepare for your client pitch when it comes to buyers? For a buyer, uh, well, it depends on, I guess it depends on what type of buyer they are. Um, if they're seasoned, obviously my pitch is a little different. If they're a first-time buyer, then obviously I want to create a lot of comfort and a sense of, hey, I'm here for you. I'm supportive. I know what you're going through. I've done this a thousand times. Right. I'm very, very experienced. Um, and then if it's a listing agent, then of course, you know, the number one thing is I'm going to sell your home and this is how. Right. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um, I have a buyer's agent that's actually working with me now, and she's fairly new. Like, she's been in the business actually a long time, but she hasn't um, been active. And so one of her things is she'll get so excited at open houses. Oh, Yvonne, I met this great buyer, and they're pre-qualified, and they don't have an agent. 
what's next? And I'm like, I tell her, you need to set an appointment with them. I mean, don't you agree? If you yes. can see them face sure. to face and educate them on what they're doing, because obviously it's like the biggest um, purchase, purchase that they will ever make, right? So, um, so I tell her, get them in. It, just like you said, make them feel comfortable, then the whole transaction will be so much easier because they're going to trust you. And that's always been like my business prototype, I guess. Like I want my clients to love me and then they'll refer business to me. And that's how I've been able to stay in business for seven plus years now. So I'm glad that you're doing the same thing. And that's what I'm trying to tell her to do too. And honestly, mom, like some people think I'm crazy for this, but I will meet someone before I go under contract with them for buying, for selling, even for leasing. I don't care. Right. As a realtor, you're spending so much time with these people, and I make them very aware of that, especially if this is their first time working with a realtor. Absolutely. And I'm going to be so honest. If we do not have chemistry, I will refer them to someone. Sure. I rather make, you know, 0.3% of a deal and have them have the time of their lives with someone else right. than make my life a little bit harder than, you know, it already is. We already have so much going on as realtors right. um, versus, you know, them being stuck with me and, and they could just have a much better time with someone else and right. I'll just refer them out. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Actually, I think like two years ago, I started helping this guy's actually kind of funny because he was a single man he's a very educated man did very well in his uh, career and everything but he was also very like know-it-all mm. and which is fine because you should um, you know if you're confident in whatever you do you should do that but you know I'm also confident in what I do and right. what I feel like is that I'm really good at uh, helping my clients purchase the correct home not only for their needs and their wants but the right price right, right. so I literally had to fire myself from working with him because he made it so horrible for me. I mean, every house that we walked into, it was exactly what he was looking for as far as, like like I said, mentioned area, um, the style. Because, I mean, that's one of the biggest things he would always tell me. Yvonne, I have a million real estate agent friends. <laughs> I could work with anybody, but I'm picking you. Okay, well, fantastic. At first, I was like, all right, like, yeah, I got the job. But then I wondered, well, it's probably because they don't want to work with you. Yeah. Because you, know, you always find an issue and you're always going to, like, I would literally sit down and I would show him, this is what has sold. So here's where I think we should start. And this is where I think we should end up. And every single time it never failed, he would argue with me about why the house was not worth that much and how he felt that I wasn't doing my job correctly. I finally told him, you know what, guy? Um... It sucks that I showed you a thousand houses. No, not literally. But yeah. I, get, I mean, it feels that way sometimes. But I was like, I gotta go. Like, I'm gonna fire myself. Like, I cannot deal with you. Yeah. And then we're done. And I swear to God, like a week later, it was like a breakup, breakup. Like he was my boyfriend. Like he called me crying. He was like, Yvonne, I need you back. I'm really sorry. You know what I want. You know what you're doing. And then, like, two weeks later, we got under contract. Ooh. And he's lucky I gave him a second chance because I was just like, I don't want to work with him anymore. I told everybody. I was like, we are done. Like, this is it. I don't want to see him anymore. I've shown him too many houses. And, you know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's stressful. That, that can be so stressful. Yeah. You're texting them every day, calling them every day, seeing them every other day, every three days, depending on what stage you're on, you know, in the process. And, it, yeah, no, no, no. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So, um what about when you go to a listing like what do you take i know you mentioned that you take your paperwork as far as like comps and things but was there anything else in particular that you take that you feel like might set you apart um, 
I don't think I take anything tangible that anyone else doesn't already take. It's really more my knowledge, you right. know, Absolutely. it's just showcasing like, this is what I've done. This is how awesome I know I am at my job, and this is how awesome I'm going to be for you. Absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, if you show them, um, you know, because, of course, you do have some some sellers that feel like, because, um, oh, oh, let me let me scoot back here. Um, I recently went to a listing appointment where actually um, this, I always ask them how much do they feel their house is worth. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where I picked it up from, probably a million dollar listing or something, but <laughs> It was so funny because most sellers, because they feel like it's a seller's market in Houston, which it's not right now, it was a couple of years ago, um, they want this like outrageous number. Yes. Well, these people ended up wanting like $50,000 less than what their house was actually worth. Oh, wow. And I, and I actually was like ready to like defend my, like, <laughs> I was like, hold on, what? You think how much it's worth? And then when they told me, I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. You know, it's a first, right, for everything. But you're right. If I would not have been prepared and known the area and how much the houses were worth, I mean, it does sometimes get a little bit sticky. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I've turned down a listing <laughs> oh, absolutely. because of the price that they would not budge under. And I was like, I'm sorry. I understand you have memories here. I understand you're emotionally attached, and this house is great, and it is. Right. But it is not worth the sixty thousand dollars over. Right. What you? It's just not. And and I'm I'm gonna have to walk away because this is gonna be very stressful on me, and I know it's not gonna sell. And sure enough, they listed it with someone else. Didn't sell for. It's it still hasn't sold. It's been a year. Still hasn't sold. Yeah. Yeah. I when that happens to me, I always tell them like this. I say, listen, on the front end, I'm spending my own money. To market these properties you know of course we have to do our videos we have to do our photos we have to do marketing you know whether it's emails or flyers or whatnot it's it, it costs money and obviously if we don't sell that home we will never get that money back yep and I tell them I am literally investing into this listing per se and if you can't we cannot agree on a price then I apologize I can't work with you you know because I'm not gonna sell it and I'm gonna lose that money yep and that does help, you know, because then they understand. They're like, well, why would you? She's right. You know, I mean, if at the end of the day, we want to sell the house for more because obviously we make more money. But if it's not going to sell, it's not going to do anything for us and it's not going to do anything for them. Yeah. Right? Definitely. <clears throat> All right. So the next question, have you ever been asked a question you didn't know the answer to on the spot? And how did you handle it? Oh, this happens less now, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a little more knowledgeable, but this, this used to happen all the time. I would just be honest. I think in this particular industry, more than any other, your honesty is 100% your reputation, and Absolutely. you lie to one or two people, and that gets around. You're basically done. Yeah. So I've always just been honest, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find out immediately for you. I will call 10 people, and I will get the answer for you. That's awesome. I do the same thing, so that's good. I mean, I always tell people, don't lie because they'll see it, or it'll come out later. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I caught myself in the past... Um, you know, where I would just want to answer the question because I didn't want to feel them to feel like I didn't know what I was talking about. And it ended up, you know, kicking myself in the butt because mm -hmm. if it's wrong, it's wrong. And there's no way of coming back from it. So Definitely. that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad now we're both doing the same thing. You've always done it, but I, am, <laughs> I got on board too. All right. So what do you pitch differently to a million dollar buyer 
versus a first time home buyer. So, um, like I said, my first time home buyers, they are my babies. Right. I am like a super emotional person. So when I get first time buyers, I just want to assure them that it's going to be so fun. It's going to be so easy because we have a great lender. They have me and it's just going to be, you know, flawless. Right. Um, so I, it's just a lot of reassurance constantly, constantly, constantly. I'm telling them the process the day I meet. I tell them the process from start to finish. And then I tell them, I know that was a lot to handle. Right. But as we go through, every single time we get closer to the next step, I'm going to, again, tell you in depth what's going to happen. Awesome. So when they leave, you know, whatever meeting we had initially, they feel very confident about what they know is going to happen. And, and you know, that I, that they're in good hands, that I'm going to take very, very good care of them. And then of course, a million dollar buyer is completely different. Right. Uh, million dollar buyers usually already have a few properties. Um, you know, these are very educated people. These are people that are very tech savvy for the most part. Right. Um, so for them, it's, again assurance but in a different way it's like this is what i can do this is how i can you know help you get this this is how i'm going to negotiate they're all about numbers yeah. right so it's like okay this is listed at 1.5 i'm going to get this down to x amount and this is how i'm going to do it right and you know just really negotiation skills i think is number one for them or at least in my experience yep. so it's just reassuring them like i am really like boss negotiator and i'm yeah. gonna get this for you like we got this right so that's awesome <laughs> what about you well it's kind of the same thing so i always okay i always tell my first home homebuyers whether they're 20 years old or they're 40 years old because i have had some first time homebuyers that unfortunately maybe started backwards in life and they were barely buying their first home at 40. i literally have a little like cheat sheet on like the whole process of um, home buying and I and I, I will apologize depending on their age right because I don't want to offend anybody but I'm like I'm not trying to teach you like I mean teach uh, treat you like a kid but that way you kind of understand because if, you, if the person is understanding of any type of different um, um, situation that's happening in their life I feel like their stress level is, is lower and you know maybe they'll let their guard down and they're gonna feel comfortable about the whole situation right I don't ever want my clients to feel like oh my god buying a house was like the worst thing ever yeah. it's so stressful everybody was right like I like it when they're like Yvonne oh my god that was so easy like everyone always talks about how hard it is but you just made it like nothing and I'm like yeah yeah. Great. That's right. what I want because they're going to remember that. And then when their friends ask them about, oh, wow, you've got your first house, they're going to say yes. And Yvonne was amazing. She made the uh, process so easy for me. And here, call her. And so, like, that's what I do. And then, of course, yes, on the million-dollar buyers, my uh, million-dollar buyers have been obviously awesome. I've had very young ones and I've had older ones, and they are all the same. It's all about the money and how much money you can get off for them. Of course, you have to find them the perfect place, so you do have to listen, right? Having good listening skills is always important with any person in general. I do obviously treat them all the same. My clients are my clients, I love them. Eventually, they become friends with me, and that's always great. But <clears throat> for my million dollar buyers, it's all about the bottom line and how much they're gonna get that property for. No. Um, I did once have a situation where you know, we were negotiating on a uh, new construction. And uh, as far as the price was concerned, you know, I was able to get them to the price that they wanted, but they wanted 
a refrigerator. And you know, a refrigerator in a $2 million house is mm-hmm. $8,000 to $10,000, right? Yep. And that girl, that um, builder was not budging. And that was like, so you're going to drop a deal for $10,000. Like, are you kidding me? And she was like, absolutely. Because I had, well, of course, I didn't tell you. I took off like one hundred and fifty or 200000 off the price, right? But that's neither here nor there, right? Wow. So you know what? I went home and I was like, my clients wanted this house and they were not budging. They were like, Yvonne, I really, really want this house, but I am not going to buy it without the refrigerator. So I went online and I found that damn refrigerator and I was like, I got you. I bought the refrigerator. Wow. That's you know? next level right there. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like you keep your clients happy. You want them. To, and they were thrilled that that's the house they wanted. You know, sometimes we do have to do things that are out of the norm. You know, um, obviously you're not going to buy an $8,000 refrigerator for, you know, a smaller home or whatever. It fits what it fits for the property and it fits what's going to make your clients happy. And obviously that's my goal and goal always is get a deal done. Um, to satisfy the people that you're working with. Yep, right? I agree. All right. Okay, guys, so we definitely don't want to bore y'all. I know we were <laughs> trying, we were going back and forth on how to get your listings and how to prepare for your buyers, but obviously not everything is always serious in real estate. We obviously have our, you know, ups and downs and our crazy and our fun buyers and all that. But my question is, is like, have you ever bought or sold a house that you walked in because I don't know about you but me I don't ever like voice my opinion to my clients about the house right no, 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 because no. obviously they're gonna run the other way but have you ever have you ever had a client where when you walked in you were like holy shit this house looks like crap and they're like oh my god I love it I have to have it <laughs> Yes, yes, for sure. For okay, sure. and what did you do? Like, what did you do? I mean, I just laughed on the inside, of course. Right. On the outside, I was, like, super just, like, nonchalant about it. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, I mean, she was just going on and on. And she was like, I can do this. I can. She definitely had a lot more vision than <laughs> I did at that time. Right. Um, and... I, we kept in touch. I actually ended up becoming her friend and she ended up doing some amazing things. I mean, but wow. that house, pardon my language, was a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, there was cracks. Like, I'm talking like 10 feet long cracks on the ground, holes in the walls. Uh, it wasn't a really good area. I don't know what these people that lived in it did this, to this poor house. I mean, it smelled. There was definitely like mold it was awful what about you yeah no so obviously i actually uh rehab houses right so i always see crappy houses and i actually buy them because i love them right but no as far as like selling them to a client most recently i had a, a lady poor thing bless her heart she was an older lady she lived in it for all these years and divorced and blah 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 she had to sell because she was moving away and she when she when i talked to her on the phone she was like yvonne this house has been in my family forever and it's I've renovated and I've done this and I've done that. And I was like, oh, wow, like this, because I knew the area. So I was like, yeah, cool. It's going to sell. No, no problem. And I walked in there and her walls were purple. Oh, no. And I'm not talking about like a lavender light purple. <laughs> Girl, they were like dark purple, rainbow purple. And that was one room. And the next room was like a royal blue. Her counters were green. Oh, no. Yes. And then she had white carpet all over. 
Okay, so I was like... That sounds like throw up in a house. Yeah, no, it literally was. It literally was. There was like a, a weird restroom. And, and it was just odd. It was a very odd house. And I thought, this house is never going to sell. Tell me why it went into multiple offers. What? In one day. Just I like swear that. To God, I swear. Just like that. Just all like the that. All the crap. I swear to God, I was dying. Location, was like, location, location. Absolutely, absolutely awesome. But anyways, all right, guys. Well, uh, first off, I guess I want to apologize for my voice. I've been a little under the weather. I feel awesome, but my voice doesn't feel so awesome. But I hope you guys enjoyed um, your time with us. Uh, we are done with this episode. If you have any questions we didn't answer, you can always hit us up on Instagram at Nan Properties. We would love to answer any questions you have. And you can also follow me at at Yvonne Pruneta and Ariel at the H-Town Realtor. Girl, I didn't <laughs> know you were doing it like that. Ooh. See you all next Tuesday. Thank you.